Welcome to the Abundantly You podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Emily Garris. I am obsessed with calling abundance into my life and in helping you do it too. I'm a mindset coach at my business, Abundance Emily, and it lights me up to help women overcome their scarcity mindsets around food, their bodies, and their finances. Each week, I will teach you how to activate your own abundance mindset and share my abundance journey too. If you are craving radical transformation, growth, to shift your perspective, dream bigger, ditch the binge and restrict cycle in all areas of your life, and create a life of pure abundance, you are in the right place. Are you ready to activate your own abundance? Let's do it. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Abundantly You podcast. I'm so excited to be bringing you another episode today, and I wanted to share some of my reflections. Um, It's May 1st right now, today, the day that I am recording this podcast, and I went ahead and took some photos of myself today. I like to take photos of myself around the first of each month, um, typically wearing some type of workout outfit or active wear, um, and take photos of myself. And before I really get into the contents of this episode, I wanted to share a little bit more about my perspective and how it has evolved on taking photos of yourself. Um, you know, I think a lot of us and myself included, I, I used to think of and talk about these photos as like progress photos. Um, so for those of you who may not be aware, um, I am on an intuitive eating journey, healing my relationship with food, my body, and I am also actively still losing weight and desiring to lose weight. So taking photos of myself is one of the many ways that I check in with myself and just track how I am doing in life, basically. So I used to really see progress photos as um, just a really strong way to compare yourself to past versions of yourself, to compare yourself to other people. Um, I really have struggled with comparison in my life in a lot of areas. And I think that a lot of women like me who've struggled with their relationship with food, who might struggle with all or nothing thinking or self-sabotage, I think a lot of us can be really prone to comparison. So for me, there was a a time when, um, you know, progress photos or just collages of photos of, you know, women's bodies at different stages was it's really difficult for me to see and I would really compare myself to a former version of myself or like I said to other women. In a way that I've really reframed this whole idea of taking photos of your body is that when I photograph myself it's a way to celebrate myself and celebrate my body and to remind myself that it is safe for me to be seen and it's actually it's a good thing like I deserve to be seen just like all of us deserve to be acknowledged and recognized just for existing in this world right like acknowledging our humanity that we are people and that it's safe for me to be seen there were a lot of years where I really dreaded having photos taken of myself and I definitely would not have taken my own photos I, I would shy away from mirrors from photos I didn't want 
to be reminded of what my body looked like. Um, I had really poor body image and really a very strong dissatisfaction with how my body looked. You have probably heard me talk before about, you know, numbers are just data. So, you know, I, I weigh myself on the scale maybe four times a year. I do it about quarterly. Um, it's certainly a tool in my toolbox that gives me some data, just like photos are a way to give me some data as well. And it has been very interesting because today I posted on my Instagram a photo of me in a workout outfit on April 1st and then a photo I took today in a different workout outfit on May 1st. And I still have some limiting beliefs that will pop up for me specifically around my body. And I know in the last episode, we talked a lot about limiting beliefs. And today I want to share a little bit more about some of the old and unhelpful limiting beliefs that have come up for me lately that are specifically around my body. And I think that this has been a really big breakthrough for me, especially with the photos. So, like I've said, I no longer see these photos, these side-by-sides, collages of photos, whatever it may be, I no longer see them as, like, my only way to look at the progress that I'm making, and I no longer see it as needing to be, like, I'm always getting smaller, right, or, or that there's a huge difference between the photos, so a, a limiting belief that has come up for me and, and continuously sometimes will surface and one that I've struggled with for many years is that this isn't happening fast enough, right? How many of you can relate to me with that one? You know, I'm not, the weight isn't coming off as fast as I want it to. It's just not happening fast enough. And then we doubt, well, is anything happening at all? Am I making any progress at all? That limiting belief comes up for me sometimes too. And lately has come up for me a little bit. And I do really deeply believe that these limiting beliefs, I'm, I'm receiving another opportunity from the universe to revisit them and talk back to them, see them in a different way, reframe them, and no longer live my life thinking that these are the truth. But I really want to share openly with you and vulnerably with you too that these thoughts still sometimes pop into my head. And the difference now is that I'm able to move through them so much faster than I was able to before. Um, I also lately have had some encounters with a limiting belief that, that basically says, am I vain or somehow bad for wanting what I want? And what I want is I, I do desire to, to change my body a little bit, right? I still desire to release some of the excess weight that I'm carrying. I don't set hard number goals. So I don't have a specific weight in mind that I'm like dying to reach. Like if I don't reach this, I'm not going to be happy. I don't set those types of goals because they have been so detrimental to me in the past and really actually damaged my relationship with myself. However, I do have some really some broad goals that I know that I can make happen, but I'm no longer attaching that that timeline to it. And so that that pesky limiting belief about, you know, this isn't happening fast enough. So many of us are in such a rush to just to lose the weight to get it done with, right? And I was absolutely one of those people. I was always in such a rush. Such a rush. It just couldn't happen fast enough for me. 
And something that really is powerful for me that I'm realizing, and I'm looking right now at these two photos of myself from April 1st and May 1st, and it just, it like hit me over the head. I'm so grateful that there is not a huge, huge significant difference in my body between these two photos. So that in the span of a month, that it doesn't look like I've lost 30 pounds, right? Because that would be an incredibly huge red flag that something was seriously, seriously wrong, right? That I was dangerously ill or doing something that was so incredibly unsustainable that there was no way I would ever sustain that change. How many of you can relate to me on that being on an incredibly restrictive diet and you can only sustain that for so long and then if you're anything like me, that restriction triggered intense binge binge eating cycles. So I look at this and I think, wow, this is really what sustainable change looks like. This is what day after day showing up, doing the things that make me feel good, nourishing my body with good foods that I enjoy, listening to my hunger and fullness cues, moving my body in fun and enjoyable ways to take care of my physical health like this is what sustainable change and lasting change is going to look like it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to be a lose 30 pounds in 30 days and I'm at the point now where I'm like thank fucking god that it's not like that anymore those drastic drop a ton of weight really fast and then gain it all back plus more in just as fast a time that this is really going to be, I'm going to be able to sustain this for the rest of my life, which I'm so grateful about. So I want to share with you four main tips, four main strategies that I do when these limiting beliefs about my body show up for me. So these are some of the things, how I've been coaching myself through these moments lately. And I just want to be able to dive in a little bit deeper with all of you here today about some of these strategies. So the first strategy that I use is I ask myself, what evidence do I have that what I'm doing isn't working? What evidence do I have that what I'm doing makes me a horrible person, right? So whatever the limiting belief is, you can ask yourself, what evidence do I have that this is actually true? For me, what's very powerful is I, I'll often make an actual list of evidence. So whether that's in a notebook, in the notes app on my phone, I will list out like, okay, what evidence do I have in my in my life that would say that this limiting belief is true? And you may not be so surprised to hear me say that I often have very little to no evidence that any of these fears are actually true. So I'll give you an example, right? The one I said, this isn't happening fast enough. Well, fast enough according to whose timeline, right? We set the timeline. If I had this idea that I need to lose X amount of pounds by my birthday, which is in July, that's a timeline I set for myself. So the beautiful thing is I get to change that timeline. I get to get rid of it. I get to say there is no timeline on, on my life, on my relationship with food and, and healing my relationship with my body. Same one with, you know, am I making any progress at all? I fear I'm not making any progress. Well, let's list some evidence that 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 is true. 
And I can't come up with anything. I really could not come up with anything for that limiting belief. In fact, and this is a powerful thing you can do too, is then you can you can make a list of what is actually all the evidence I have that proves that that limiting belief is not true. So I have a ton of evidence that proves that my limiting belief that I'm making no progress, I have a ton of evidence that disproves that. My clothes are fitting better than ever. My internal state, I'm feeling a lot of inner peace. I'm feeling a lot of confidence. I'm feeling really nourished with my food choices. I'm feeling more ease than ever around food. I'm enjoying my movement. My mindset is in a really good feeling place. All of that is progress. So that disproves that limiting belief that I am making no progress. The second strategy that I love to use is that I lean into so much gratitude. Gratitude is one of the many things that has really changed my life for the better. And for me, it's been cultivating a really good feeling gratitude practice that works in my routine and works for my life. And there's a couple different ways I do that. I do daily journaling where I list at least three things that I'm grateful for that day. And then I just really am intentional with my thoughts. So I will often spend time thinking about things that I'm grateful for or when I'm having a tough time or feeling resentful of certain things or ungrateful about certain things. I stop and sit with those. I acknowledge them and then a lot of times I reframe them because that helps me get to a better feeling thought and honestly 99% of the times 99% of the time a more true thought. So some of the um, affirmations that I have been giving to myself lately, specifically around these limiting beliefs that have come up for my body, that I would love to recommend to you as well, are things like sometimes even starting with a neutral statement. So we don't have to go straight to, I love my body, because sometimes that feels like a hard leap, especially when we might be used to years or decades of really nasty, negative self-talk about our bodies. So things like, I have a body. My body is fully mobile. For me, this is true, and that's something that I really am intentional about reminding myself in many moments of many days that my body is very mobile. It allows me to do fun activities. It allows me to get from point A to point B. I am very rarely in pain. My body is very rarely in pain, something I'm incredibly grateful for. Um, when I was heavier, I would, my knees would sometimes get sore. My feet would be sore sometimes right away in the morning. Standing up, walking around, I would have pain in my heels that doesn't happen to me anymore so I really love to stop and be so grateful that wow I'm so very rarely in pain and it sometimes really takes that remembering like to be in pain or to be in that situation that felt really awful remembering that and comparing it now to a place where we feel so much better that comparison is so striking. And for me, that instantly puts me into a really, really grateful place and helps me reframe 
what I'm feeling right now and be so grateful for where I am right now. Which leads me into, I love saying this one, I'm so grateful for where I am right now. Right now in this moment, I have so much to be grateful for. And I'll list it out, you know, X, Y, Z. There's always so much gratitude to be found. And I just want to say too, I used to be someone who had a lot of all or nothing thinking in many areas of my life. So I think you can really relate to me on this. So if you're a woman who struggles with all or nothing thinking, you probably also struggle with that all or nothing thinking when it comes to gratitude. So I used to feel pretty irritated and resentful when people would talk about the importance of gratitude and would encourage me to be grateful. I think there's definitely some some really helpful and productive ways to encourage gratitude and then there's some ways where we may feel like someone is telling us what to do right and that is never my intention I always say I don't want to should on myself and I certainly don't want to should on the women in my world so I'm not going to be the person that says you should be grateful you must be grateful but I am so honored and privileged to be able to share how important gratitude has been in my life, how it has really helped me change my perspective on so many really pivotal things. And I will, I will always be so happy to share, you know, how that gratitude has really helped my life. And if that can inspire someone else, that is absolutely fabulous. But I remember I used to think, well, I either really hate where I am or I'm grateful and it was like nothing in between right that all or nothing thinking so I remember thinking well if I desire any type of change or want anything to be different I can't be grateful because if I'm grateful that means I have to stay where I am like if I'm grateful I'm stuck and if there's something I want to change then obviously I'm not grateful because I want to change it oh I'll feel grateful when I get there I'm putting there in air quotes, right? Or I would feel sometimes like this encouragement to have gratitude minimized any of my other experiences, any of my experiences that were difficult or challenging. I felt like sometimes gratitude could be used in an almost toxically positive way. And I think there is so much room to have a lot of nuance for gratitude to find that gray area and just to know that there are just because there are so many things to be grateful for it doesn't mean that we have to be grateful for absolutely every single thing that's ever happened to us in our lives you get to express gratitude in the way that feels best to you that's one of the most beautiful things about it so if you've ever felt that that all or nothing thinking around gratitude like there's only two ways to do it I'm here to share with you that there are so many more ways to express gratitude and you get to choose the one that feels best to you. All right, so number three, this strategy I really, really love. So I define my progress and growth as so much more than numbers or how my body looks. So I think what was really toxic for me when I was in a place of you know, really dissatisfied with my body, still yo-yo dieting, you know, really struggling with emotional and binge eating, I would see progress photos. I would look at photos of myself from the past when I was thinner and I would 
compare myself constantly and just tear myself down. And it was all about how my body looked. Was I bigger? Was I smaller? And it was all a very linear path. Like, okay, let's line up all these photos in order of like largest to smallest and it, it'll show this perfect progression. I had a lot of unrealistic expectations, a lot of perfectionist ideas, and a lot of all or nothing thinking. So now I no longer define my progress and growth by numbers or by just how my body looks. It's a piece of the pie that tells a story of how I'm showing up for myself, but there are so many other ways that I can track progress and growth. And some of the questions that I like to ask myself um, to dig a little deeper on my progress and growth are these. How is my mindset doing? How am I speaking to myself? Do I feel better? Do I feel more at peace? Am I enjoying eating? Am I enjoying moving my body? Am I less mean to myself? How many limiting beliefs are am I allowing into my mind or are coming up for me? So those are really the bigger ways now that I define, and not even define, but really keep tabs on my progress and my growth. I've really widened the lens and I'm just, my perspective is on so much more than just how my body looks how many pounds it weighs, how many inches around my waist is, what number is in the tag of my jeans. All of these things, yes, are data. And they are, I'm not discounting them, but I'm also not giving them all of the power like I did for many, many years. I'm also really looking at how do I feel and how am I showing up for myself and how is my relationship with myself? Because that is truly what's most important to me now, especially because when I am having an extraordinary relationship with myself and feeling really good with what I am doing and how I'm showing up for myself, I know that it's going to be so much easier, so much more aligned for me to show up that way for the rest of my life and truly be able to leave yo-yo dieting, binge eating, emotional eating behind. That is what I've been able to do these last six months and I feel more confident than ever that I'm going to continue to be able to do that without feeling at war with myself, without feeling so miserable like I have in the past when I was super, super restrictive dieting and then binging out of just such rebellion to that restriction. Okay, so the fourth and final strategy that I love to use, um, and it this allows me to shift out of all or nothing thinking so much faster. So I know that I get to care how my body looks. You get to care how your body looks. You get to have certain preferences. You get to have, you know, aesthetically, I love this, right? You get to have those preferences. And that does not mean that you're thinking about your appearance 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It doesn't mean you're vain. It doesn't mean you're obsessed, This was some more all or nothing thinking that I used to have. I felt like I either care like above all else about how my body looks. I'm either thinking about it all the time and obsessive or 
I don't care at all. I'm in the fuck it, who cares, what for, nothing helps mode. And it was more all or nothing thinking. And neither of those two places felt good or true for me. Neither of those places are places that I wanted to be for the rest of my life. I didn't want to obsessively be thinking and worrying about how my body looked every moment of every day. That took up way more brain space than I desired it to take up. But I also knew that it didn't feel good or true that I didn't care at all about my body or how it looked. And I got to find a really beautiful balance, a gray area in the middle, knowing that there that I care how my body looks and that I have certain preferences for how it looks but I also know that I don't have to hate where I am right now in this moment just because I'm working towards something I desire more than what I have right now I acknowledge that what I have right now is something to be so grateful for And I also get to desire continued growth and evolution and expansion and change in my body as I continue to release this excess weight that I'm carrying. I really used to think that if I wasn't where I desired to be, then I had nothing to be grateful for in terms of my body. Or that I I had to hate where I was with my body if I wasn't where I desired to be. And let me tell you, that was a horrible place to be in. I was always feeling at war with my body and was so very rarely grateful for all that my body did for me and allowed me to do. And I'm sure that if you relate to my story, you can really relate to me on this. And you deserve to find that beautiful balance where you can feel so grateful for what you have and continue to desire more. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If today's message sparked something in you, I would love if you'd share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes or sending me a message on Instagram so I can continue helping you activate your own abundance. If you're not already, please feel free to follow me on Instagram at AbundanceEmily for more free content that will encourage you to make the mindset shifts to live your most abundant life. I'm sending you so much love and I'm so excited to connect with you on the next episode. Until then, I hope you take heart in the fact that the relationship you've always wanted with food, your body, your finances, and yourself are within your reach.